0: Oh hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today I've got John and Alice Peterson back. They are husband and wife and founders of the Strong Life Club. You've heard from them both separately and today I've got them on together to share with you their lessons as well as my lessons from attending Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within virtual event back in March. There was so much gold in the four days and something like uh, 48 hours that we were there, that we just wanted to pull out those little nuggets and share them with you. So, we hope you enjoy. It. And if there's anything you want us to elaborate on, do let me know. So, enjoy. Hey, hey, I am joined today with John and Alice. Husband and wife, you've met them both on the podcast before. Now we've I've had them on separately, and today I've got them back because we had an event with Mr. Tony Robbins that was online. It was a virtual event back in March, and we kind of did it together, albeit Alice and John were in their living room and I was in mine because we were in lockdown with forty thousand others that were also on the online event and. We just kept in touch via WhatsApp, basically. So we were to and fro in with our experiences. And we were there for, what, four days, 12 out, 12, 13 hour days. Although I only made it up until about two o'clock one morning. And I thought there's so much in there that <clears throat> we need to come on and share with the listeners what some of our key takeaways were. So let's start with John, because you were familiar with Tony Robbins, but hadn't really followed him, had you, beforehand? No.
1: Can no. I interject here? Oh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Okay. John, before John starts, was pretty, I would say, and he'll probably go, I wasn't reluctant to do this event. Mm. And I had mm. to get him on his case like a proper nagging fishwife and be like, make sure you're back from work on time. The event starts at three and you must be back by four. So true. And he was like, oh, oh, and John's very into his fitness and working out. And on the Friday, I was like, you can't work out. And he was not happy about that. However, hmm. the reluctance turned into a man crush. <laughs>
2: Okay, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah.
1: Go on, John. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, so I hadn't really... I'd known about him, but not really uh, looked into it. Don't really know why, but I knew of him. And the reason why I was a bit... Uh, is because all the marketing that I'd seen up to the point in terms of the four-day event was a load of people just jumping around doing high-fives and like like flashing lights and you know and and explosions and uh you know oh yeah this is great um and that's all i kind of seen so i was a bit like "Mm, don't really know what's going on here but no i was massively changed once sat down i i really enjoyed and we'll go more into this obviously on the call but i was really uh engaged in what he had to say and I think what he has to say is is, is is great in the way that he says it, because um, you're able to kind of take on take it on board in a very simplistic way and then action it straight away, I think. Mm. So I, I was a bit in two minds going into it. One, I was like, what's all this jumping around, dancing around your living room, week? <clears throat> and then there's a guy that apparently mm. changes your life. So that's, that's where I was going into it.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's called Unleash the Power Within Virtual. So I know, Alice, you were due to go to one in Birmingham, weren't you, last year? That got cancelled okay. for lockdown. Yeah, got yeah. cancelled for lockdown. And these events, I guess there's a few thousand people and it's in an arena and it's you still get this whole vibe. He's on the stage. He talks really loud. He talks for hours and hours. And he is known as the godfather of life coaching because he effectively created the coaching industry as we know it today like a multi-billion dollar coaching industry so he is um, a force to be reckoned with if you like so we were kind of on the mailing list we also had some of Tony's teachings I think in the early days when we were working with Anna Marsh because a lot of her work was reflective of some of the work she's done with Tony in the past so how did you find it how did it meet your expectations?
1: I... About like if I hadn't done any self-development previously, and was this was the first step of my journey, I'd have been absolutely blown away. But it was nice to hear things I've heard before from the horse's mouth. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reaffirmed everything. I feel like since the event, I have got really clear on my why. And I know Emma, you'll touch on this, you don't like the masculinity of the training. But I have kind of, this is a really simple thing, put post-it notes, magic whiteboard all around the house with little key takeaways and sayings and phrases and have that reminder really every day of my vision and my why and what I'm doing this thing called life for.
0: Nice. Nice. And you're going to share what your vision is?
1: My vision is freedom is huge because I've worked for the last, uh, maybe as long as I've known known you and more, 10 plus years with no work-life balance. So freedom is huge, financial freedom, freedom from my business, creating a business with freedom to enforce some boundaries, to put my husband, John, and myself first. Yeah, as I say, financially free, so more profitable months, and to join John in his business nice mm.
0: thanks for sharing and was has that vision evolved since being on this course do you think Then
1: no i've just got well i've got clarity big clarity
2: And i suppose also you've also got from it a kind of bit of a roadmap how you're going to get there
1: yes well. and i've set 90 day goals Ooh. that are, uh, on the white magic whiteboard i love it to complete by the end of june
0: okay cool and how are you going with them so far
1: uh, I'm on track <laughs> I think the next month
2: will I think they need a little bit more and this is the great thing I think about plans 90 day plans so I do them in my my business for my clients and the nice thing I think they're all organic and they grow at once you start them so mm-hmm. I think what Alice needs to do now is go back to that 90 plan and now start getting a little bit more specific on let's say days and times that things are going to be triggered to happen but you can only do that once you get a uh, a, a basic planning down on paper or whatever. and yeah. <clears throat> uh, so that's the magic of um, beginning and starting something like that. Mm. If you can hear t- c- like, things happening in the background, it's uh, a little doggy with a bone and he's chewing his bone. Little Yeah. The yeah.
0: little delight, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you mentioned there that I don't, necessarily love the masculinity of it I think um, I'm the same as Alice in that I got a lot of reminders of a lot of the lessons that I've already learned and had I have done this five years ago I would have been like oh my gosh everyone needs to do this so I want anyone that's listening that is perhaps new to the personal development world go check out Tony Robbins he has a number of books I've got my uncle came around with a boot full of books it cleared out of his loft the other day well the other month. And amongst them were Tony Robbins' like books from the 90s. So yeah. he's been around a while. He's been
2: doing it for like 40 odd years. Yeah. And he live. is
0: a beautiful man, like a gentle giant. Um, he's six foot ten or something ridiculous, um, and has just got a heart of gold, and he has a real way of telling stories that really push buttons. And like, I know a couple of times I was sending crying emojis or even. Photos of me crying (laughs) to (laughs) Alice.
1: And she was like, I'm the same. One thing actually that really I've heard before, but I've never looked into and never kind of did anything with. One thing that landed with me a bit more is the six human needs. Mm, Talk about that. So the four primal needs are certainty, uncertainty slash variety, significance and connection slash love then the two spiritual needs are growth and contribution. So when John was talking the other day about how he wants to do a challenge um, for a charity and talking about picking a charity, he mentioned a specific charity because of it's one that friends of his do a lot for and John's never been able to help out with that, but it's not really a charity that would connect to John. Mm-hmm. So I kind of went, hmm, okay John you know so why is it that you want to do the challenge for that charity what human need is driving you to pick that charity Mm. is it your um, need for significance is it your need for certainty acceptance acceptance you know Mm -hmm. so I've definitely been in my day-to-day life been bringing in uh, being aware of my behavior and John's behavior and people's behavior if it's especially been slightly maybe negative it's to kind of sit back and think mm, what what does this person need where's that meeting their need yeah
0: because that one I think was one of the things that I had that it makes a lot of sense right it's like okay I can see at certain times in my in my life in my career and all that sort of stuff when I was definitely vying for significance for example or importance and how I'm I'm not yet at the contribution stage, but I am always thinking about my growth and always thinking about how I can contribute more. So I definitely feel um, it's quite good to then see yourself slip back down. Not that it's a necessarily a, a scale. It's like you can go through these sort of kind of different needs, right? So
1: yeah, um, and one of the exercises was obviously to find out your human needs. And mine was uncertainty and significance is what I've been living in. And wanting significance and then it asks you the top two needs you want to transform for your life and my top two are growth and certainty so I want to flip the uncertainty that I enjoy living in to certainty
0: mm. and actually I'm just seeing in my notes um, something that I circled was the only certainty is actually what you create inside of you Mm-hmm. So there is no such thing as certainty. So when we have a human need for certainty, it comes back to the inner game of how can you create that within you? Whether yeah. that's through your beliefs or yeah. your internal narrative, the language you're using to talk to yourself, all that kind of thing, because that's the only place you're going to get that certainty. Yeah.
2: And that was the, that was the big thing going on now. That was the big thing that was great. A big breakthrough uh, for me. And I've I touched on it. Um, In a small way, but even more so now. Spend a lot more time on your limited beliefs Mm -hmm. and uh, the beliefs that are holding within your current reality and have been for how many years. uh, And then having the tools and the understanding and the clarity to kind of break those, you know, limited beliefs down, and then see them actually that they are fabricated. You've you've just made them up over years and years of saying it to yourself uh, and that you can quite easily, well, I say easily, it takes a little bit of time, but you can break them down, change them and uh, have an empowering belief that's going to push you forward within your life, whether it's in business, health, uh, relationships, all those kind of things, yeah. I would, that, for me is a massive one.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, belief is a big part of the work that I know you and I do in our work. Yeah. Um, and I actually did a solo cast on this recently. And again, looking at my notes, it's all beliefs carry with them consequences. Mm. So our job really is to remove negative, limiting beliefs and replace them with positive, more empowering beliefs.
2: One that springs to mind and I deal with day to day when helping clients and new, particularly new clients that come on board, is they'll say they'll say things such as, uh, for instance, um, "Why can't I never lose weight?" <laughs> okay. And that is just something that they have said to themselves, well, millions of times, millions of times. What you're actually doing there is you're giving your brain the opportunity to just to reply back all the reasons why.
0: Yeah.
2: So you're just asking your brain the wrong question constantly, constantly, and you're getting back exactly what you're asking for, you know, instead of going, what do I need to change? What do I need to break down? What do I need to implement now so I am able to lose weight? And then you'll get a whole host of clear, driven, very clear uh, uh, answers back to what you need to do. So just by changing that 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 statement up.
0: Yeah, love that. So it's that reframe, right? Um, and John, you mentioned at the yeah. beginning a lot of jumping around and rah-rah and lights and all this, that and the other. And. I think the one thing that I did take away, which I think is hammered home throughout the what, 48 hours or something, is this whole state management piece. So yeah. Tony is big. And this is a, a neurolinguistic programming kind of um, technique as well. It's state management, as in your physiological, your body, and the state that is in. So if you just imagine you're slumped down over in your chair, you're kind of hunched up, you're kind of closed off, And then you kind of jump up and you jump around and you change your physiological state in that moment in doing so. So he had us doing that throughout the whole virtual event, which was it was funny because it was so annoying (laughs) that you're like getting comfy on your sofa in your front room. You got your notebook out and then it's like, all right, everyone up and the music would come on. And we have to fist pump, and we have to jump up and down and they bring in the dancers. And it, I mean, very, very over the top, but I think it, ha- it, it brings home a really good point around how we get to change our mood yeah. and our vibration and our energy in an instant, if we change our physiological state. So that was a really good reminder for me.
2: It's massive. And uh, you know, even not having just to dance around, you don't have to dance around to change your state, but like stand up and stand as if you are your confident self. Stand up if you're like, you know, you're talking about something passionately that you, you, you love to talk about. You know, breathe, take some deep breaths in and fill your lungs up. Um, and, and all these simple little uh, nudges with your, uh, your body uh, will push you into a much better positive state, definitely. Yeah, so yeah. All, it all made sense. It all definitely made sense, and you could see because, like, you know, someone who's very active anyway, I'm just like active on a day-to-day basis, that's probably where it cut. I was a bit like, oh, five minutes. I've got to jump around, you know. But for someone who is at a desk all day, isn't necessarily very active, that's exactly what they needed. They mm-hmm. needed the bright lights. They needed the, the make a move. They needed to get up and move exactly
1: but also to add to that as well it's not just about moving day to day and getting the energy flowing obviously that's a big part of it but it's having your compelling future and your compelling vision and acting using your state as if you are already in that Mm. compelling future so kind of if you want to feel happiness and you want to feel free like me you want to feel freedom you've got act now like you've got it and um kind of like you say I haven't done NLP but I would imagine it's an NLP kind of thing if your body is thinking you are and your mind is thinking that you're free and abundant and you have a work-life balance and you're living like that then the programs will wire together and you'll get there quicker
0: yeah it is we literally get to trick our brain right so our brain doesn't validate what we tell it it doesn't say no 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 that's not true or no you're not fat <laughs> it doesn't say it just goes okay you're thinking this thought that you're fat or you're overweight or that you're lazy okay then we'll take that on we believe it the, the brain just believes what we tell it enough so if we also tell it that the opposite is true look at me look how much I love my body and how fit I am it's going to start to believe it and it's going to start to act in your favor in terms of or support you in terms of taking the steps forward to that so that one's a hard one to sort of swallow I think until you 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 just got to practice it and yeah. see if it works
2: it's a practice it's a it's a daily practice that you've got to give it a go, and it's like it's like meditation. Most people find meditation difficult because you can't just sit down and start meditating like that. It's a skill, and you have to, and it's a skill to start journaling and writing these beliefs down, and then start to break them down and give yourself new beliefs. It takes takes time, and obviously, some are more challenging than others.
0: And it is, I think, um, one of the things I put in capitals is what he said around change your shoulds into musts and raise your standards because so many of us are walking around with sloppy behaviors and um, negative limiting beliefs and posting yeah and we need to if we want a better life if we want better results if we want better things for ourselves we have to raise our standards and that to me was like yeah I get it I get that that needs to be Something we do. Um,
2: The process that um, I found uh, helpful was the Dickens. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: (laughs) Emma hated that.
2: All right, okay.
0: (laughs) No, but say why.
2: Well, what it was. I think on the day when he did it, it did go on, like dragged on and on. I'm like, I get it. I understand what I don't want. You know, this is nasty pain. Um, But I did a shorter one, well, yesterday actually. I went through a shorter version of it, but uh, I can go into it if you want me to.
0: Yeah, so the Dickens process is basically how to identify some limiting beliefs and transform them, basically, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and and, and that, and bring and get very clear on the pain that that uh, those actions and those things that the position you find yourself will bring to you in your life and the people around you. Mm. So you start anchoring pain to the current. Mindset beliefs that you currently have, and then what you do is then go five years into the into the future and go well. How still having those beliefs? How, how what you look like? You know your physical uh, outlook. What do you? What's your life? What's your relationships like? What's your business like? Where do you find yourself if you've still got those limited beliefs? Then he then he asks you to go ten years into the future. How do you look now? How do you feel now? And I think it goes into 20 years, like really, so really anchors this pain, this clear pain of what these beliefs are are doing to you and the cost of them. And then the real nice thing is then you can come back to today and know that that hasn't happened and you actually have control and you have time to change them. So now what you've done is you've built up this, this horrendous pain of not changing to force you into actually taking action and changing now. Yeah.
0: And it's called the Dickens process because it's based on Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol, right? So where you take Scrooge to Christmas past and Christmas present and Christmas future, and he sees how mean and Scroogey he is (laughs) and that he has the ability within him to change the outcome of the future. So it's based on that, which I, I love the idea of. And I think it's that force and um the pain and sort of getting you into that real physiological pain yeah the leverage that's what I don't that's the tactic I no longer subscribe to so I have done in the past Mm -hmm. and I've even coached in that way in the past but I guess I've just um I've evolved in terms of how I like to do things and how I see I get results for um, for people as well. So I take a softer approach, I guess. It's not softer. It's still um, very revealing in terms of what is going on for you in terms of your limiting beliefs. But there's also a real simple way of sort of flipping them. And also through Theta Healing, Alice and I are both trained in Theta Healing. That's also a very nice way to, well, that's actually quite, when you dig into where the bottom belief comes from that can be quite painful for some people but actually you get to pull the belief and replace it with very positive beliefs in a very gentle way as well so I I don't I didn't like it because I thought it was very overdone in terms of getting people in their pain and and I think we even heard wailing and screams from the audience right because it was a it was a replay of something that was done in a live auditorium. So, I mean, I, as an empath, I just was distracted by other people's pain. <laughs> I think that's what happened to me. Um, and because I wasn't feeling it for myself. And this is a whole journey of my own to be able to actually feel whether it's pain or pleasure. Right? Mm. So, but I can easily feel other people's pain. So when I started to hear the wailing in the audience, that's when I got too distracted. Cause I was like, there's someone in pain over there. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, I guess it's it's another way that you get to to help. It's a tool, right? You Absolutely. get to choose whether or not you use it. So
1: yeah,
0: I'm very conscious of time. So is there anything else, Alice, you wanted to add in terms of it? any key takeaways or anything you want the listeners to um, consider from what we learned?
1: Um, a key takeaway. With... <laughs> <laughs> A key takeaway for me, for the listeners, would be to get clear on your why. Mm,
0: I like that. Yeah. What about you, John? One.
2: me, yeah, Yeah. key takeaway was that you, you have control, you have the power to change your state, your physical state, physical health, any state, any blocks you have with business, financial, relationships. You all have a choice. Uh, but it's just having the tools to, to implement if you want to change, you know, um, and I think a lot of people say, well, I don't want to change. I'm all, I'm all, all right as I am. And I think those people are probably the ones that need to look at it even more. So, mm-hmm. um, but now I, I highly recommend anyone that's looking to become more, uh, empowered uh, and in control of their life and more successful Then it's something that you need to look into. I've continued my learning from him now. So, um, I have uh, some of his programs, and I work through him on a day-to-day basis, and they're making significant changes to to my business, my relationship with Alice and family, and uh, my outlook and my energy. Um, so no, I'm still doing, and I want to work with him uh, on, a, on a as many as much as we I can. You want to be really. in his
1: wealth mastery and yeah. his business mastery. Yeah, yeah. Which we will. We're there. We're yeah. in.
2: Because nice. I think that for me will be that for me will be less of the bright lights, make a move, jump, jump, jump around. Because he'll have people there that are already jumping around because they're already driven. They're already in the place of yeah, you know, and it will be more kind of like right here we go, let's implement, let's go. You know so yeah
0: love that i love that he's in your ear and you've got a man crush on him now and for <laughs> anyone listening that hasn't come across tony robbins he does have a documentary on netflix called i am not your guru so go check that out that gives you a really good flavor of what happens at his live events and the transformations that he facilitates in people in an instant speak basically yeah. so thank you guys for joining me and sharing your wisdom Thanks for having it and um Thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you next time.
2: Bye. Bye.